sorry, I'm not doing. So my yeah, he's Jordan getting Peterson that directly <laughs> from. I'm pissed off, Ray yeah, Can you do that in Jordan Peterson voice? The cure for that is enforced <laughs> monogamy. That's <laughs> actually why monogamy emerges. Hey, who's on? Who's on the show today, Isaac? We have Sam Bivens. Howdy. Hey, Sam. Hi, Sam. Sam is a, uh, let me give you a little intro here. Ooh, Sam is please. a Los Angeles denizen and art person. Art person. Artist. Art. Artist. Artist. Make music as well. Sort Musician. Of, yeah. Artist. Yeah. Slash resident of Los Angeles. And, uh, <laughs> Hence, podcast guest as well, and of and and thinker, thinker. Th- okay, Just sure. Good thinker. I always enjoy your contributions to to my brain space. That's for sure. Great. Um, yeah, and you uh, want were sending me some stuff about intellectual dark. Yes, web. you sent me that also. Definitely uh, must read article about JBP. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you read that? Yeah. Oh. It's great. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so many. The one with the weird picture? Yeah. The Barry Weiss one? No. So the Barry Weiss, she wrote the Intellectual Dark Web article. This was written by Nellie. Oh, Nellie Bowles. Nellie Bowles. Yeah, she used to be at Vice. Right. And it's kind of a profile, very, very negative profile. Enforced monogamy. That was the whole thing there. Right. Not Josh Denny of of Jordan Peterson. What? You said Sorry, sorry. Sorry. Oh my Josh god! Danny, we'll talk this about picture, I love. It's so, it's so bizarre. <laughs> he looks like every actor who takes himself too seriously. The picture, the picture is from the Times article, and it's like a, it's like a picture that was taken with a flash. So it's really weird looking. He looks. He's got like a lopsided, like frown on his face. He looks grumpy, and he's leaning. And I guess it's what's supposed to be a cool way against a door. Yeah, he looks like a cool, manly man, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like so the Stalinist manly. propaganda in the background, too. Yeah, that's in the... the that's oh, discussed, so in lame. The, discussed in the article because that, like, is... He likes that in yeah. his apartment. Oh, we didn't introduce uh, oh, yes. our other guest. Our other guest is uh, Matthew Robinson. Hello. Who has been on the show and hated by Reddit trolls. Really? In the Million Dollar Extreme. Really? I have to see these posts. Reddit. I have to see uh. these... Uh, Yes. Did so, they accuse me of being a cuck? Um, I don't remember what they said about you exactly, but it was not positive. <laughs> we did a show about Million Dollar Extreme, and uh, it was posted to the Million Dollar Extreme subreddit, and Matt Robinson received some hateful messages. Oh, I don't remember this. Oh. What? I don't remember the Matt Robinson hate from that. Well, you're not. are you in the Million Dollar Extreme subreddit? Yeah, I still am. Justin sent it to me. He's the one that posted it. Ah, yes, it he's he very into that. And and Matt recently, I saw you perform <laughs> your character. Oh yes, yes, yes. Comedian Matthew Robinson. Comedian Matthew Robinson at uh, Charles's last comedy show. So this character of yours is like pretty great. <laughs> thank you, thank you. How would you uh, describe it? You know, Charles, how would you describe it? I don't, I don't want to annoying. And bad at comedy. <laughs> well, that's par- partially what I'm going for. I mean, for, yeah. the, the gag is that this this character has been doing stand up comedy for nine months, and he does a bunch of like shitty bringer 
stand-up comedy shows in LA. So he has a, bu- a bunch of false confidence that's unearned. And he goes up and he does pretty much stereotypical uh, comedy for a person of that type. But slowly during the course of the set, it is revealed that he's a very sad person. Right. So a lot of the joy in watching him is seeing the audience be very uncomfortable. Well, mm. it's watching someone get expelled from the comedy womb in real time every single time. Yeah. I see. So yeah. it's like you've been doing these bringer shows, you've been doing these classes, and coming from that world, I know how that gives you a false sense of confidence. So you've done Vargas' show, you've done the class, you feel like you're pretty good at comedy, then you go to a mic to try it out, and it just goes south, and you just want to die at the end. Because mm. I've seen people... Like go up to Tao, Tao Comedy Studio with that kind of confidence and just watch the the joy in their eyes just drain in real time. So that's what I was going for. And well, but you're also very abrasive yes. and from New Jersey. A little bit. I mean, it's kind of like you know, it's yeah, from someone New from Jersey. New Jersey. Um, I not got the Jersey vibe. I don't know, like Jersey bro. I mm. thought it it's kind of like a. It's like a bro. It's definitely a bro. I wouldn't say New Jersey. He's definitely abrasive. But you know, as the set gets worse and worse, he gets more and more abrasive with the audience, and then that's when. Sometimes some slurs that I would not say in my real life come out, <laughs> which Matt yeah. does a lot of characters. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of characters in his repertoire. I, li- I like hiding behind the facade of characters. Right. Yeah. There's certain comedians that basically bleed on stage, and everything they say on stage is true. You know, with quotation marks. You know, to make them look good. You know, the Louis C.K. kind of truth where it's right. curated. But for me, that's actually scarier than being a character. So I like hiding behind the character facade because then it's... Even if I am being truthful, you don't know if it's truthful because I've been so dishonest in my other characters. So it allows me to separate church and state in a way, my private and my, I guess I would say, my public creative life, which I enjoy. Right. Put a lot of thought into that, man. Yeah, yeah thank you. Wow. It's a lot more thought than I put into RJ. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought that isn't a character. It's not. Uh, RJ's an entirely separate person, person that, human that, being. that doesn't have anything to do with me. Yeah. You comedians. I do like it how we're talking about our characters in the third person. Like, we're pretentious actors on Inside the Actors Studio. Yeah. All right. This is of interest to no one. Let's, <laughs> let's move on to our topic. We, we we started talking about this briefly, and it's the uh, it's sort of started off by this Meet the Renegades oh, of the Intellectual Dark Web. Uh, Piccadilly surface, Circus. Both this article and the article we're going to talk about after also in the New York Times about Jordan Peterson the photography in both it's of just them, incredible right? it's yeah. just especially this one they're all sort of like it's just like artfully shot like yeah. this weird it's this like weird, an album like cover who is scenes. that that's uh, Eric Weinstein Eric, Eric Weinstein, Weinstein. And they should have like, gotten David Peter, LaChapelle Peter Thiel's like, henchmen yeah they're like shot as if this is like they're shady like Russian spy characters <laughs> and like their characters in the americans or something yeah like slash i don't even who's that john leclerc it's like a john Leclerc. Long, yeah Long, right Leclerc. Yeah, like, like they're the renegades yeah he's an umbrella uh, you're so dangerous uh, yeah. an alliance of heretics is making an end run around the mainstream conversation should we be listening and then the can who wants to sum up the basic thrust of this article? Sam, you First wanted all, to talk about this. So you give us, yeah. Can we can we also just talk about how the intellectual dark web is just like the funniest kind of like self-parodying. <laughs> like if someone in it didn't come up with it, I would be like, oh, that's yeah. such a spicy burn. You know what I mean? I think like, Weinstein it's came up so with it. It's so stupid. I yeah, think, yeah, I yeah. think, yeah, totally. I, Eric Weinstein came up with it. Again, Peter but, Thiel's henchman. Yeah. Keep reiterating, it's Peter Thiel's henchman. You're not going to let him wash that away. The intellectual dark web, does that even make any sense? It doesn't make any sense. It's not the dark web. 
web. It's not the dark web. Well, I think it's, in theory, the ideas are so dangerous. Like, for example, Sam Harris's race and IQ conversation with Charles Murray. Like, they're going into taboo subjects, and they're not flinching. They're steering in, right. uh, staring into the abyss. So that's why they're the dark web. They're talking about the things that the quote-unquote liberal establishment won't. And that's why they are dangerous. And they're having free and open conversations, even though everybody because is it's usually boring topics yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one it's even wants the, to. calling these guys renegades <laughs> of the intellectual dark it's just hilarious well the uh, dark web is kind of a weird analogy anyway because the dark web is yeah, like, like where, silk road it's where yeah. you buy drugs exactly. and child pornography and we also have to search to find it these guys are fucking everywhere yeah, yeah. it's not like you like need the tour browser <laughs> to listen to sam harris you know it's like they're not on the dark web at all so it it's doesn't like, make wait, any sense do you guys have access to youtube <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah it's this dark <laughs> web program <laughs> uh <clears throat> so if you want to follow along with us google intellectual dark web and then barry weiss who is the writer of this who is as we've talked about her before she's like the new like slightly conservative talking head at the New York Times, right? Yeah, that everyone loves to dunk on on Twitter. Yeah, Brett Stevens is like, phew, not me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, it opens with, here are some things that you will hear when you sit down to dinner with the vanguard of the oh, intellectual dark web. God. There are fundamental biological differences between men and women. Free speech is under siege. Identity politics is a toxic ideology that is tearing American society apart. And we're in a dangerous place if these ideas are considered dark. <laughs> Quotation marks. <laughs> the, this is what annoys because I like Sam. I like Sam Harris. I listen to his podcast. He's, he's, I enjoy him. But I don't like that he's participating in this nonsense. Yeah. I, it, it, it cheapens, I think, what he does. I don't know. It bothers me that he's the first person mentioned in here because I'm like, ugh. What's well, interesting, he's the first to mention because I think the three, maybe four most controversial people in this piece are Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro, Dave Rubin, and then maybe Sam Harris is number four after the brouhaha with Ezra Klein. So it's interesting that they, they also leave with Sam Harris because he's the, probably the most known and he's probably been in the intellectual space for the longest and been recognizable for the longest. I mean, Eric Weinstein is fairly recent. Jordan Peterson is fairly recent. Ben Shapiro has been slogging out in conservative media for a long time, but only now recently has he become kind of the moral arbiter of the anti-Trump right in some ways, which is kind of weird. It's just funny to me how all these guys, like, they meet up and then they talk about how, like, the mainstream, mainstream, you know, press doesn't want to talk about these ideas. And then they just say, yeah, man, like, they really don't want to talk about this, these ideas. And then, like, what are the ideas? And then, like, the, the ideas that they talk about just end up being the fact that they are the outcast. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, right. it's like a self-reflexive. Self the only thing, thing they talk about is how taboo they are. Like, <laughs> right, yeah, right. man, the left doesn't want to hear about this stuff, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's kind of a, it's kind of a, even that first paragraph ends with, and if these are dark, right. then we're in a bad space. Totally. And, but they're the ones saying that. Basically. Well, as much as I like Sam Harris, you could play yeah. a drinking game. Like every time he says identity politics are toxic, like Grand Greenwald and Reza Aslan are smearing me again, you would probably get pretty drunk by the end of the podcast. So even when he's having a conversation with a guest and interviewing it, like I think even in Tamler Summers, you know, at some point he brought up, you know, him being smeared by his enemies. He kind of can't help himself. I think even before that podcast, the first 10 minutes was him giving this self-righteous diatribe about why he uh, edited part of Christian Piccolino, the uh, event they did together, because Piccolino, I think that's how you say his name, said some disparaging things about James Damore and um, Stefan Molyneux. 
Right. And he basically was like, you know, Christian Pecolino, he's a good guy. He's fighting the good fight, but he's been, you know, he's been infected with this identity politics and he's smearing people needlessly. So it's, Mm. It's, this is just fucking tiresome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going on to some really deep stuff. You're like I, apparently I, a few levels deep on this. Like, I, I, I know all these know. figures pretty sure, well. Yeah. So. Well, it is funny how these figures keep being created. They keep being forged. It's like James Damore, uh, Jordan Peterson, each one, uh, Brett Weinstein, each one was born of And now a, Kanye West. <laughs> Well, he was already famous, but each one was born of like a, a controversy of like a Twitter storm. Right. Yeah. You know, each one was the Google memo. Brett Weinstein was the evergreen state thing. Him refusing to be on campus from like the no white people day on yeah, the campus. The day of absence. It became, Jordan it went Peterson, from being voluntary to involuntary. Right. Jordan Peterson was the guy who refused to uh, say the gender pronouns. It right. So a, each yeah, each yeah. one of them is kind of like they're standing out on a ledge now as, oh, I've been outed as somebody who's not like against the mainstream narrative, right? Because they refuse to do something that they were kind of expected to do. And it's actually funny. Our friend, Josh Denny, is currently going through this right now because he said something on Twitter that became a huge Twitter storm. So we'll see if he is then born as one of these kind of slightly uh, anti-establishment, right-wing-ish type people. Well, if he does a Rubin report, then the writing will be on the wall. Right, then he'll be... He'll (laughs) He'll be be Owen Benjamin. Right. Have you guys seen... uh, Is Dave Rubin a funny stand-up? Does anyone know? There was one video of his I watched that was when he was doing stand-up in New York, and it's cringeworthy. Like, there's some, like, gay jokes that he says as a gay man that are just terrible. It's... I can't remember them off the top of my head, but it's it's the worst kind of comedian Matthew Robinson kind of bringer comedy crap. So is he he's bad at stand up. But is I will, this like a scam because he's bad at stand up, so now he's gonna be free speech guy? Is that what's well, happening with Dave Rubin? Well, actually I saw a recent video and he did be. some Well he's been around for a while, hasn't he? He was yeah. with the Young Turks. Yeah, I don't even really know He was he, he, he was a quote unquote progressive and basically he said that he was a progressive because of gay marriage and then when you know, gays got the right to marry. He all of a sudden didn't care so much about progressive values and he moved over to the right. Some people have accused him of being a grifter. Right. I don't know. I heard I mean, he was being paid by Robert Mercer. This is, this might be fake. This might be like liberal fake oh. news. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah. well, I was people, trying to Google that and nothing like really solid was coming up. So, well, <laughs> Mercer was funding um, Milo. Milo, right? And then they split, split ways. I mean, what's interesting about this article also is that Barry Weiss draws a very first of all she says am i part of this group which she kind of is and then she draws a very clear line she says oh but this group is gonna suffer because they associate with milo stefan molyneux candace owens uh who's the other well they don't say candace owens because i'm sure she's brought brought up but i don't think she's one of the bad ones you shouldn't associate well ruben's part of the reason she got big yeah no i'm just saying it's like barry weiss is saying uh, this group needs to be careful yeah. associating with the people. The Alex Joneses. Like the uh, Alex Joneses, yeah. exactly. Right. Which And they put Milo and Stefan Molnew and what's his name, Mike Cernovich, all in mm. that same category, which I don't think is really entirely fair. I mean, Alex Jones is... Also, I don't understand I where they're drawing that line. Like, yeah, you why? know what I mean? To me, it's, right. yeah. And yeah, why are those guys so bad? I mean, it's like, I Alex Jones is... Horrible. <laughs> Terrible. I mean, but it's <laughs> like... awful. It, but what is his it's like how can you even i mean he's more of like a poet <laughs> you know what performance i mean like he's artist. not he's like a performance he artist. used not, to be funny 
like when he was sort of, you know, doing his thing out of his basement and like yelling about Obama in 2008. <laughs> yeah. But then now the he's just group. so scary. And, and why? Like, why is he scary? Like he's I mean, the whole Sandy Hook truther thing is just <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And that's where does he stay? Is saying but, that all of the parents are lying about their kids being killed. Well, but hold on. But didn't he come on Rogan and say that that's not what he was saying about that? I don't know. Because I think Did he's he? getting painted. He's getting like excerpted definitely right. unfairly. And he went. Did you hear the Rogan episode with him? No. It's actually great. Wait a minute. Which one? I definitely heard one like a year ago. Yeah, a while ago. Okay. Long time ago. Okay. And yeah. I think he said on there like, no, I don't think Sandy Hook was fake. That he just has some other. He is being theory. sued now, though. Yeah, he's being sued now. Which... For by them, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm fascinated by Alex Jones. I, It's just like listening to him. It's so strange. I, that, I mean, that Rogan podcast with him and Rogan was one of my favorite mm. things like I've ever heard just because it's so weird. You know, his ideas like trans-dimensional aliens. I mean, it starts getting really next level and it, so honestly like amazing when he starts talking about the different dimensions yeah. and, and like resonance points across the 12 dimensions right. of the universe yeah. and how like Hillary Clinton is somehow oh, wow. pinpointing. Yeah. It's just like, it's like, okay, <laughs> Trans this is world kind of like, believe they're lizards like David Ick? kind of. Yeah. He like believes they're like lizard people. And the weird thing is like, it's obviously insane, but there, the reason that he is so popular is that there is some weird relationship to, to I think the way people feel or to mm. true things somewhere in there. What are you, some kind of homo? <laughs> I mean, people want conspiracy theories to be real. It's more comforting than it being this chaotic right, totally, place. Of course. Somebody, yeah. one of our listeners emailed me and said that we needed to incorporate the Alex Jones soundboard into our podcast. Yeah, okay. And I I, I don't agree. Yeah. <laughs> you just did. That No, but that's a, a one-off. What else you got in there? Um, Paul Watson and I are gay lovers. <laughs> I cut my leg in D.C. and it got infected. Stop. And that time I waited too long until it was all rotting inside. And they did x-rays of that and said, look at this. If this would have gone another week, you might have lost your leg. I had like two different types of bacteria, one of them flesh eating inside my leg. But again, that itself is a side issue. <laughs> there you go. What? Um, my thing is that it just becomes... It becomes bad when it starts to affect reality. And it's, it, you know what mm. I mean? And it starts... And people start to actually believe. It's like you're saying, like people actually tune into his his whole game and believe. Didn't someone it. go to Pizzagate yeah. and try to rescue people, and he was caught? Right. With yeah. So that's weapon? that's a that's a real world, yeah. right? Yeah. Consequence of his sort of like insane thing that we can all like sit back and laugh about and like, oh, it's so poetic and funny, but it's just like actually so so stupid. And he's got he needs to be like. I mean, I I hope that this uh, this lawsuit like pans out into something. You know what I mean? Because that's a that's a place where. Like telling vague lies about Hillary Clinton and stuff like won't, you know, the, f that's covered by free speech. You know, you can just do that until the cows come home. But when you start like actually s calling people liars who aren't public, that's a place too. where you can get sued right. for defamation. Well, that's probably why. And like is. lose your whole radio studio, which I hope happens. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, well, I think also it's this whole method of thinking. What? Is all method? connected. I mean, it's it, all these people are not really right wing, right? I mean, Milo Yiannopoulos, Jordan Peterson, those they're not really right wing Shapiro people. Is. A little bit, even Ben Shapiro. I mean, he's mm. conservative, right? He's conservative. I think if you but, look at his social conservatism, you can argue he's pretty white right wing. He's for very limited taxes. He wants a strong foreign policy, right. a strong yeah, military. Yeah, exactly on the issues. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, he's he's like a pretty right wing guy. But a lot of these guys, again, are like, you know, they're part of the the intellectual elite. Right. Which is but what do you mean? Not right wing. Who I is mean, like a guy like Milo is a, you know, gay dude who's talking about. You know, he's very he's a very liberal guy. I mean, that's the thing. It's like liberal, at least in the sense of liberal challenging sense because he's gay. I'm just saying he talks men. Right. And he talks about, you know, okay. how priests Those aren't policy how, how, positions. How he describes I'm himself just as a cultural a, libertarian. Yeah, if we're getting technical, I just mean liberal in the sense that he is not uh, conservative in his values at all. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, mm. he he the reason why he's saying the shit that he's saying is because it's taboo, not because. Uh, you know, he actually wants to like live as a, you know, conservative man in the suburbs and, you know, raise a family that's a very, you know, in a Christian well, life or something, of, you know, you're conflating definitions of conservative. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he's not conservative in like a national review conservative like Jonah Goldberg, right, but yeah. he definitely he has spoken out in favor of traditionalism. He has spoken out in favor of bringing the church and having it have a be- bigger influence in society. He definitely. Right. If you look at his views towards Islam, he's definitely very conservative. I mean, maybe the the um, definitions are being rebranded a little bit, but right. I would definitely describe him as, if not right wing conservative, definitely. I mean, you can argue is he principled? No, is he just doing it for attention and he's just someone who wants to have the spotlight on him? Sure, but I think if you if he does have core beliefs, I would say they are definitely conservative. I don't think he's a liberal guy. Yeah. I mean, maybe culturally libertarian in some ways that he kind of wants. He's maybe like a Marquis de Sade type person who just wants right. all the filth out there. And I, exactly. we can argue whether that's conservative or liberal. Or maybe he's just one of those guys that's just Milo and he takes from the far left and the far right, whatever. Well, I think the left in certain ways has become uh, conservative in the, in the sort of more traditional conservative sense of not being willing to abide ideas that they don't like right I mean, don't you think that's I true i wouldn't say that's necessarily true i think both r- the right and the left get bogged down in what ideas are permissible to be discussed and there's a certain openness on the right that can shut down on certain issues and then there's a certain openness on the left that can usually shut down on certain issues it was very you know illustrative listening to the sam harris and you know uh what's his name ezra, ezra klein, klein debate because they were kind of basically talking about two separate things. Yeah, totally. And, you know, Ezra Klein, I think the left, if you watch like Majority Report with Sam Sater, they'll have a very passionate discussion about what type of Marxism is right. But when it comes down to discussing things that come from a conservative point of view, they're just wrong. They're just wrong. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. On the right, you know, Dennis Prager and Ben Shapiro will have an impassioned conversation about whether Trump is good for conservatism. But certain kind of left wing, you know, or leftist views on, you know, redistribution of wealth, whatever, abortion, they're in, you know, complete agreement or, you know, the status of Israel. So we can maybe argue that maybe the left is slightly more intolerant, but I don't necessarily see people on the right being tolerant as well. And I think, you know, if you listen to someone like Ruben, who's very, you know, for free speech or whatever, if you watch him on Twitter, I mean, he'll shut down any kind of argument for, you know, trans rights or any kind of argument for, you know, social justice causes and completely dismisses them as just identity politics hucksters. I mean, it was very telling when Sam was like, I wouldn't have Tahanisi Coates on my podcast because he would just play the identity politics game and say what you want by about Mr. Coates. I mean, the fact that Sam said that is very telling because he's basically shutting down Coates's point of view. And did have Charles Murray on the show. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, I think that's bullshit. I'll agree with that. I mean, yeah, if you're going to have Murray on, you also have Coates well, on to get both sides. What Sam does... Know? 
not I'm saying Sam, not because I know him. He doesn't want to say Sam Harris every time. But he, he always determines who is a credible person right. to talk to yeah, and who isn't. Yeah. And, and that's it's like, not well, really, yeah, that's yeah. not how it works. Like, But to say that Sam in the first place is on the right is not true. I mean, Sam Harris is just not a right-wing guy. I think it depends on what issue. I think if you look at how he views Islam, you have to say he's on the right. Well, okay. I feel like a lot of these guys are... They sort of exist in this weird, almost like, um, well, you could say like red pill or so, or you could say like, you could say, you know, like red pill has like a lot of different connotations, but it's like, there's this idea of like, you know, um, what's the word? Like a gateway, like, like, like gateway right wing drug or something like that, you know, where it's like, oh, like now, you know, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a liberal. And then like, now I'm starting to listen to Sam Harris and he's like, he's bringing up a lot of good points about Islam. And like a lot of people are, you know, like in the wrong about how, you know, and, and it's becoming this sort of like fascist thing on the left. And maybe I'm now on the right, you know, I I feel like it's this sort of, and I almost feel like, um, a lot of these people that are existing in this intellectual dark web space are almost like trying to kind of like gateway people into they are right I mean, or that's, something that's or exactly whether what they're, they're trying doing. to or not it's what's happening well, the political divide is evolving is yeah. what's happening and so the sides are changing and and the spectrum is changing and the spectrum in the first place is an illusion to begin right. with so this whole left right well, thing is not even real well, most people so this is what i want to ask you guys though uh <clears throat> to sam and and matt do people call you matt you can call me matt or matthew uh is it so bad to be right wing? I mean, what? it's a very, very big <laughs> yeah, question. That's, is I mean, it's so is, bad. It, I'll, say, right I'll say, I'll say, right wing. Yeah, it's so bad to be right wing. <laughs> no, I, <don't> know. <laughs> I mean, it's like uh, if if you're right wing, I'll say like why, and then what policy views you have, and then I'll try to argue the other side. You know what I mean? Like, so it's. I'm not saying it's like necessarily like morally bad. Like morally. Uh, you're you're completely like you know morally yeah, irredeemable like, person if you're right wing. Yeah, are they but I evil? feel like a lot of their a lot of their views and things that their votes bring into policy are not for the better of the world. Right. If that's what you mean, yeah, well, sure. Yeah, no, I I completely understand that, but I think we do slip into this problem when we start associating everything bad. Mm-hmm. With the other side, right? And I, you can slip into that. Right wing people slip into that of all course, the time yeah. too. Leftists, they, they say everything bad. It, liberalism is chaos, you know, and everything they're doing is eroding society. It's eroding order. And on the the other side, who says things like that? <laughs> no, I've <laughs> never heard that. And on the other side, well, that's a true intellectual there dark we go. web thing, which is Mencius Moldbug. That comes. All this actually comes from like him. But anyway. Uh, well, the you know speaking no, 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 of ho- speaking of him, real quick, yes. somebody brought up that if you want to talk about actual intellectual dark web, that he's the guy he's that the guy. should have been talking Absolutely. to. Absolutely, no, he's the true Medicus Mobile is Curtis, who I know yeah. is actually the true guy who all of their ideas flow from him. If you read him, it's like the original manual for all of all of Jordan Peterson, all of everything. And the fundamental belief of him, he's like a pro monarchy guy, huh. and it's you like his it's fundamental belief is neo feudalism. Yeah, huh. is is that liberalism is chaos basically, and it's always seeking for it's seeking uh, enemies like fixtures of society to break down all the time, forever, right? And it's read uh, his letter to an open-minded progressive. That's okay. what it's very convincing. I'll check it out. However, um, you know, however, if, if you have, if you're on his side, uh, you can easily see the whole world is oh, all the problems in the world are because of left-wing people. Mm-hmm. 
It's also easy, though, on the left side to see all the problems in the world are because oh. of right-wing people, right? Well, and I just think that that's... That's silly. That's a silly perspective to have because you're never going to get rid of people who emotionally react to things differently than you do and who crave maybe a society that looks a different way. So why are we so convinced that I'm just not convinced that either side is like right, the right well, side. Well, I'm a big proponent yeah. of third wayism, where basically you take the conservative point of view and perhaps a liberal point of view and try to find a third way that bridges a gap between the two. I think sometimes we get stuck in these polls and people maybe move out from them a little bit, but they just get sucked in whenever there's a cultural issue that, you know, outrages them. So I do think the answer is somewhere in between. And to your point about the right wing, is it morally important? I wouldn't say that. I could never see myself being right wing because it comes with certain social views that I just, I don't want to say I find them repugnant, but I just don't agree with. But I do think the left falls into this trap a lot of times. Like, for example, I listen to Ben Shapiro's podcast every now and then because I feel like he elucidates a conservative right-wing perspective very eloquently. Right. And I want to know what he thinks. And every now and then, even if he's saying something about abortion that I completely disagree with, he'll he'll attack the issue in a way that makes me think about it differently and it strengthens my it strengthens my, you know, pro-choice resolve, whatever that is. So I think to dismiss people as being right-wing and basically to keep them out of the discourse and not to engage with their ideas, I think is a complete mistake. And sometimes it is a slur because I think people on the left they don't want people like you were saying, Sam, you know, it's a gateway red pill. You know, they don't they want to smear people like Sam Harris because, you know, they're fearful that if they they know if they attack the right wing moniker to him, he's going to become toxic to certain people. And I think Peterson, yes, he has some traditionalist views. I mean, enforcement monogamy is a pretty traditionalist view. But to describe him as being right wing, I think is a slur. I think he's more conservative. He's more of a traditionalist. But they're doing that, I think, proactively to keep people from engaging with his message because they're afraid it might catch on. So I agree with you, and you know, I kind of disagree with you. I'm as just well. saying, if people are finding to to your point, if people are getting this gateway drug to Jordan Peterson, right, and that's helping them feel better, especially young men who are lost, mm -hmm. right, who mm -hmm. he appeals to, right, helping if, them feel better about like like um, calling like all of all of women this sort of like. Uh, you know, conspiracy of, of sort of like, you know, uh, uh, people that like intentionally won't like, you know, have sex with you in, in this sort of, you know, scary, like, I, I guess what I'm saying is like that. I just, I'm not saying words anymore. Like, <laughs> like, um, Sorry, what did you what no, did you no, no, no. say? <laughs> My point is that if if Jordan Peterson is clearly a like remedy for a lot of very frustrated young men, right? Okay, when they, when this is what I, this is what I was trying to say. That then guides them into being like weird incel shit, which is also like horrible. You know what I mean? Well, like, he's trying oh. to get them out of incel shit. Really, he's saying like these are the steps you take to start like taking responsibility over. I your think life. a more productive right? way to I look mean, at it. Oh, sorry, Sam. I don't want. No, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I think there's with Sam Harris with any of these IDW figures. There's good Sam Harris and bad Sam Harris. There's right. good Jordan Peterson and bad, and bad Jordan Peterson. Like I actually find his discussions about mythology to be fascinating. Bad, as right. someone, oh yeah, so as someone who who is creative, you want to know though these deep kind of mythological stories because you yeah. can draw on that when you're writing you can draw on that even with something like stand-up archetypes is yeah the archetypes i think shit, is very yeah. fascinating and i think some of the ways that he describes kind of the the pitfalls that leftism can fall into i think are actually pretty insightful the problem with jordan peterson is it's not that we are it's like you take one you know you you have 
hate crime legislation in Canada, which some people say he interpreted, you know, wrong or whatever. But it's like you you try to compel people to use the right pronouns for trans people. And then we're already in Maoist China and he gets a little bit conspiratorial. And that's the bad Jordan Peterson. And I think the bad yeah. Jordan Peterson saying things like enforced monogamy, but even if he's talking about being societally constructed, you're still conscripting women into the service of servicing potentially odious men for the greater good. That's it kind of brings up this point that some of my I friends think that's on the left right. point. Which, wait, wait, which let, let, me, let me finish my point real Go quick. Ahead. But I think it brings up a point that people on the left, when they critique people on the right, that this individual sovereignty and these individual rights, the, these enlightenment values, sometimes come at the expense of others who aren't let into the tent. And I think this is the thing that people miss about identity politics and social justice warriors, that even though their tactics can be too much a lot of the time in the call-out culture, they do have a point. And I think that's what's sometimes left in this kind of lost in this intellectual dark web. They were hurt by the so-called social justice warrior left. And now they see threats everywhere and they don't see that there's any utility in that point of view. Absolutely. I was just going to say that exact quote where he talks about like enforced monogamy is, it is validating the views of incel guys. Like he's basically saying like, can we pull up the quote? Sure. He's basically saying like, what, yeah, where's the quote? Like, uh, I mean, they, they you know, we won't them. have guys like this um, if you know we have enforced monogamy or something like that. Or yeah, right. Yeah. You, in there's there was some backlash well, about like, oh, Hansen he's not talking very similar oh, wait, too. Like, so like there was some backlash about like, oh, he didn't mean you know, in in like a hands made tail way. He meant like you know, in sort of like a societal norm way. But it's That's still so he's still like sort of giving credence and kind of like not addressing the actual issue of of what happened in Toronto which is that that guy was like completely being fed just like toxic shit on the internet it has nothing to do with women at all i i hear what you're saying at all. I, I think like <clears throat> i don't know i mean this piece okay we're now moving on to talk about a different piece which well, we is, should talk about both I well mean, this is the jordan we should just give tell people and what to google oh, i will oh, say it's oh, 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 sorry sorry if they want to google the jordan peterson piece what's it called uh, it is called Jordan Peterson, Custodian of the Patriarchy. Yeah, Custodian Patriarchy. So this is another piece about Jordan Peterson. This is the quote that we're talking about is in here, which is a very negative profile of him that uh, is pretty hilarious if you want to read it. Anyway, the, the, the point that you're making, Sam, I hear you. It's like, yeah, if people kind of coalesce in these worlds online and they start seeing um, women right as the problem and they start seeing like oh society itself if they if they start getting fed these ideas also his right. whole his whole which enforced, there's a whole isis-esque like framework right, for sure, like sort sure, of turning sure. guys into into these things that. from the article it says violent attacks what happens when men do not have partners mr peterson says and society no. needs to work to make sure these men are married Quote, he was angry at God because women were rejecting him, Mr. Peterson says of the Toronto killer. The cure for that is enforced monogamy. That's actually why monogamy emerges. I'm sorry I'm not doing so, my yeah, He's Jordan getting Peterson that voice. directly from... <laughs> a pissed off Ray yeah, Can you do that in Jordan Peterson voice? The cure for that is enforced monogamy. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually why monogamy emerges. <laughs> it's also funny how she keeps describing him as like she says he's overwhelmingly feline. I love that. Oh, yeah, like yeah, and yeah. he's like he tucks his feet under him as he sits on the couch. Like she's painting him as totally. Can you like imagine how like I'm doing right now? How awful yeah. that house is <laughs> to be in that house with Jordan Peterson. Yeah, they, apparently he, Jordan Peterson his house is full of like hardcore Nazi communist propaganda, right? 
Well, not and no, steampunk masks. Yeah, yeah, and, like, and steampunk masks. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's no like super communist propaganda, which is like apparently terrifying. I mean, Jordan Peterson is definitely jumping the shark in my <laughs> in my in my opinion. I, I like I feel like he's had his day, and he's just not really built for this. Like he's too weird, you know. That's that is what's kind of fun about him is that he's very weird. And the more the more weirdness comes out, the more delighted I am to yeah. watch it. And I I think sometimes his like male self help stuff, which people seem to be into and fine, whatever you like, male self help stuff, gets conflated with his other political things. I don't think there's there's a lot that he says in his actual self help and clean your room, yeah, do this and that. Yeah, all that stuff is good. I think for the most part, there, I don't think there's anything too objectionable in there. But there is just like a weird personality cult around him and this is what's so gross over and over and over again this what and this has nothing to do with right or left why do these people have to get canonized in this creepy fucking way where they're they're like having public appearances where like people are like oh uh, the guy shows up wearing like a lobster shirt and stickers that are like his saying you know like why do we have to like make gods out of these they're like over and over yeah. yeah. The new like Marvel cinematic <laughs> yeah, universe. Exactly. Is, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. This is like, that's what this yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. The intellectual dark web. This is like the Marvel universe. Yeah. Of, like these people, and each one is like a superhero. Yeah. And I really do think that that just comes from a craving that normal normie ass people have for for <laughs> oh, God. That was so elitist. <laughs> for gods, people are missing oh, fucking course. gods, and so they create gods oh, out of true. these fucking. Jordan Peterson, who's yeah. just like some weird academic, like who's not meant to be this well, role. Just read his shit and leave him alone. Like he did. Why is he becoming a celeb? You know, but people like, become symbols when they attain a certain level of so fame. Stupid. He's also and, not. I mean, he's very complicit in this himself. No, he like loves it. Yeah. I mean, he clearly fucking it's, eats his shit he's up. Sitting, he's, he's, totally he's not yeah. J.D. Salinger like, oh, why are you in my house? <laughs> well, I think yeah. he said on Rogan that he's figured out how to monetize social justice warriors. So yeah, he yeah, knows what yeah. he's doing. I know, but it's just great. And it's the same thing with Milo. It's like Milo became this weird like brand, you know? And it's just like, it destroys the seriousness of their discourse when this happens. It just makes them look so dumb. Yeah, because Milo was really looking good <laughs> beforehand. Was... I mean, he wrote, he did some good journalistic work, you did know. He? Yeah, yeah, that piece he wrote about he wrote a kind of version of this piece a while ago of like the new right, mm. and he had a lot of good stuff. In the there. establishment conservatives guide to the alt right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and that's a pretty well done piece. Although he actually didn't do it; he had his like assistant do it, yeah. and he put his name on it. But yeah. his book sucks. I, I, I oh, it's really you were bad. reading it in a lesbian coffee shop. Yeah, I'm like hiding the looking to start trouble. Yeah, yeah, it's very boring. His book. Very so what's the uh, what's our final thoughts on the intellectual? Who I just want to go over who's in it. There's the Weinstein brothers. There's Brett Weinstein's wife. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Brett Weinstein is the brother of Eric yeah. Weinstein. Yeah, they're oh, brothers. Oh shit! I yeah. didn't realize that. Okay, yeah. and he's actually pretty compelling. He's <laughs> of all the dark web figures, he's my favorite because I think he's the most. <laughs> he's your favorite superhero. <laughs> yeah. My favorite. That's the spinoff. The, the, my favorite. It's more like the Sinister Six. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> So there's yeah. Brett Weinstein, Eric Weinstein, who's the henchman of Peter Thiel. <laughs> Just want to remind everybody who. Wait, you, you like for. Brett or Eric? Uh, Brett. Eric, Eric. Like no, Eric. sorry, sorry, Brett, Brett, Brett. Weinstein. The professor yeah, the guy, professor or guy. The, yeah, him and Heather not, not the Thiel guy. They're actually yeah. pretty interesting, I think. Yeah, they. Yeah. There's, there's. Uh, not a fan. I mean, they're fine. There's sweet Sammy Harris. This is just fucking tiresome. 
and there's uh, Jordan Peterson included in here. Yeah, yeah. But there. was he interviewed in this article? I don't know. Dave Rubin, um, who uh, is a stand-up comedian slash host. There's Ben Shapiro. Joe Rogan had a photo in here. Christina which, Hoff Summers. That's right, mm-hmm. Christina Hoff Summers. Look at this Joe Rogan photo. Uh, nobody can be so mad good. at Rogan, right? I mean, nobody. He's like totally. Rogan gets off the best out of anybody. Like nobody hates fucking Rogan. I, I, I wish he hadn't participated. I wish these guys hadn't participated in, these, in this, this horrible photo shoot. Yeah, yeah this is the worst. and they're having dinner with her, and I'm just like, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> oh my god, look at this Fern Gully, the last rainforest. Yeah, they're like lurking in the yeah. in the woods. Yeah, like what? Uh, Michael Shermer. Yeah, like, Sam- you're a biologist. Take some pictures with some trees or something. Here's like, here's Sam like in, a in the trees. Yeah, I don't know so. what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> like whose idea was this? It's just like, it's so, so bad. Who wasn't like what is this? it? Really is like superhero shit. Who's yeah, this? Dude. Oh, Michael, Michael Shermer. Shermer. I don't <laughs> know. Who's literally like in a bush. Yeah, he's like submerged in a bush. <laughs> he's like emerging from <laughs> like, a bush. Here's the last yeah. picture they took. Okay, Shermer, just go over yeah, here. Just, We're go, right out of... just go into that bush. Who and took just stand these photos? There. Damon Winter. They they, they did oh. a terrible. They should have taken these differently. They all look stupid. I don't know. I was really bummed when I <laughs> oh, when I saw. Uh, there he is. There's Dave Rubin. Yeah, I don't know. If Shapiro didn't get a pick in here, I don't. I don't know if he's no, officially really like in. Him. Shapiro's just Shapiro has like um, actual ideas, so he just doesn't get a get a, get a photo. <laughs> he's not a super. His, his whole level. thing isn't just like that left hating him, so he, he right. doesn't have, he doesn't get to be in the thing. Yeah, he's not he's not in the in the little club. I don't know, guys. You gotta you uh, stop doing this nonsense. It makes <laughs> it cheapens it cheapens your image. I say. Um, but I'm not. Who's to say that if somebody was like, "Hey, we want to put you in a profile of the, I don't know, intellectual PlayStation." No? Well, you wouldn't. The problem is you wouldn't know that this is how it would turn out. You know, yeah. you'd be like, "Oh yeah, sure, I'll participate," and then this is what happens, and you're like, "Oh shit, I didn't realize this is what it was." Yeah. I'm just interested in this like device that they've used of like the red pill or <laughs> the kind of like, um, what do they say, like free thought. Right. It's like this sort of whole way of thinking about like, this is what they don't want you to kind of know about. It's almost like some it's like it's like it's like DJ Khaled being like, they don't want you to win. Like, you know, it's like they (laughs) the like capital T they is like just as vague with DJ Khaled as it is with like the right. But that's that's on the left, though. They shouldn't have they shouldn't have made martyrs out of these people. You know, that's always a mistake. As soon as you start fucking centering somebody or like shouting them down, what is going to happen? Of course, they're going to get fucking martyred. That's each one of these persons comes from being like, you know, the Weinstein fucking what's their name and hire got fired, or are they resigned? Or I think whatever. they resigned. They resigned. They I mean, that's of course they yeah, they, they, they made martyrs out. out of them. You know, and I mean, if that had never happened, we would not be saying his name now. You know, so I think that that that's kind of on the left for trying to you know just. You should never be censoring people or shouting them down in public. It's just not a good look. Well, the right, usually the enemies are an amorphous they. The left usually picks a particular person to go after. So they are, I think the right is less likely to create a left martyr than a left is likely to create a right murder because a martyr because they go after a person and singular entity. And it's a lot. That's why these martyrs yeah, are. That's fucking creepy. You know, these lists that they're making, these like Southern Poverty Law Center, bad list. Like, that's fucking creepy shit. You know, you shouldn't be, it's like, especially if you're left wing, it's like your job is to be not that. I mean, it's like, I can understand 
you know, I mean, at least in the 90s, it made some sense that when, like, conservatives were upset about rap music, like, oh, Dan Quayle, we don't like rap music, right? Whereas when the left people start becoming the censors... I don't exactly know how people end up on that list in terms of, like, Sam Harris being on the list, but for the most part, those lists are, like, actual Nazis and... KKK groups and shit. Mm, but then why is Sam Harris? If you go on their website, have you been on their website? You go on their website and it's it's actually just like a map of the United States with like hate groups. Like it's a pretty useful site. You know what I mean? It's like That's okay, just, this they do is get it creepy, though, because exactly when you start listing people like that, it it does start feeling like Soviet shit because it's like we're making lists of the bad ones. And oh, what happens when an innocent person goes on there? You know, well, now they're oh, it's a sad casualty of and you know it's thought police. It's like oh, you can't think this idea or else you get on some list well this is a guilt by association yeah, i can't speak to how sam harris get got on it, it the thing he was on was a uh like gateways to the alt-right it was which a, there you go yeah, yeah which is what, it, it, saying. Uh, what i love is that these guys are now in like the right-wing youtube ecoverse <laughs> where they're in these like videos with titles like brett weinstein eight bad assumptions of oh, sjw and their yeah. consequences and i don't even know if like they were actually they endorse these titles, but 117,000 views and 77,000 views on YouTube. I will say, I think that, I think how I even became familiar with all this stuff was someone put me onto Sam Harris like a little bit over a year ago, maybe. I listened to one of his podcasts. Jordan Peterson was on there and it was like a horrible oh, entire yeah. conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. That's like, and um, they just like talking in circles for like three hours. But, yeah. um, and then I don't remember what I, I think I like I searched him on YouTube as well. And then immediately my YouTube was full of like those seven times Jordan Peterson went <laughs> beast mode on <laughs> feminists. Yeah. Yeah. My entire like right yeah. side like yeah. column of my YouTube yeah. was those eight times feminists got yeah. wrecked yeah. by Peterson destroys SJW oh, yeah. on like, campus. What, what is yeah. happening yeah. on my YouTube now? I yeah. know. God, it's so stupid. Oh yeah, That's this so... one right here. Ben Shapiro destroys <laughs> Yale yes. snowflakes <laughs> in epic Q and A. But the problem with those, and then you watch it, and that doesn't actually happen. Yeah, it's well, like they were, there was like a slight disagreement. Well, for a or it's it's like some obviously crazy person, like a, just an, a rude, crazy person, and then it's like, well, he destroyed this insane right. person who was screaming at him. It's yeah. like Most okay, outlandish caricature of someone on the left. Yeah, right, I right. could go down to the Venice Pier, and it would be like <laughs> Charles Disney destroys SJW. <laughs> 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 Fucking lunatic homeless yeah, person yeah, screaming yeah, at me. Yeah, yeah. You're like, <laughs> you're like, taxation is theft. <laughs> <laughs> and the homeless man's just like, oh, what? Well, <laughs> tell I need to to move my career up. Um, any other th- places you want to point people on on their path down? The intellectual oh yeah. Dark so line? there's a good uh, This American Life episode about this. Uh, it's called My Fucking First Amendment. That's mm. a good uh, exploration of these things on college campus. And that actually is exactly what you're saying. It's like this poor student girl who's like working for some conservative student group, like has her little sign out. Yeah. And this professor comes up and starts screaming in her face and calling her a Becky. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Which I don't really understand what a Becky is. Even Oh, still. is that Becky with the good hair from yeah. the Lemonade? Basic she's Becky. like, yeah, she's like privilege Becky oh. right here right here to this girl it's a very very and it was a professor impossible to listen to oh, yeah wow. yeah that's uh wow so yeah 
that's interesting. I don't know. Yeah, what else can people watch to get involved in these things? <laughs> <What's> <laughs> no, the, yeah. I mean, that's that's the other thing too. Is like, there's just so much content on YouTube and yeah. like about all this stuff that I feel like it's just it's almost uh, it's something about like quantity or something. You know, it's like quantity of just the amount of content that this the that these IDW people are kind of putting on the internet. They're better at creating content than the left. Like if you compare like a Jordan Pearson video to like a Sam Sater video, like you have to watch it on two times speed because they talk like this and like, yeah, the intellectual dark web is back. These guys just have the same tired hold ideas and it's like it's just so tedious to watch. But that's something that I would recommend people like if you're into the intellectual dark web Listen to some of the videos rebutting them, like David Pakman or Majority Report Sam Sater, or some people on the left who have some thoughtful critiques of their ideology just to balance it so you can see the other side. And still, even if you're pro them, you know, see that there are some flaws with it and not to canonize them. Yeah, Majority Report's pretty good. Majority Report. Yeah, I like Michael Brooks more than Sam Sater, but. So these are like the left wing YouTuber. Yeah, Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Uh, um, ContraPoints is really good. She's, um, She's a. A lazy socialist, but she has a philosophy degree, so she's very good at making good content and rebutting some of the right wing points in a fun, playful way that's actually entertaining to watch. So right, it is her. true that you don't see a lot of like Patreon supported left wing people. Yeah, but that's largely because those people get paychecks from like publications, you know. Whereas JBP can't really go write for anywhere. You know what I mean? Like he's never. That's kind of the point here is that. You know the the I think the frustration is that the right wing thinkers feel like they mm. can't participate in the establishment, in universities, in the media, and so they kind of become these independent entities, and that is kind of true. You know, I mean, it, it is not good that the New York Times doesn't have more of a conservative presence on there, and or, or any of the main networks or anything like that outside of Yes Fox News, which is mm. like so far yeah, in yeah. that direction. So. You know, I think we. What, how great would it be if we just had a fucking news network that had both, that had Shapiro on one, and then Maddow the next hour. You know, why don't we have that? Because I think that just doesn't make business sense. It doesn't exactly because so, you're going to piss yeah. off. You're going to scare away your viewers. Yeah, it, CNN has the airport market cornered. So yeah, so it's like then people just get balkanized. Anyway, it's fun when they're together. That's really, but. Nobody wants to be together anymore. Yeah. Well, because the then you, you, then it makes people... Uh, you or you, know, have, or you have a Hannity yeah. and Combs. <laughs> yeah, you have man. the weak... Yeah. The weak Ooh. lamb. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm, a, I'm a liberal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Sean. I think you're not being fair. 